In 2009, in August, my office weathered two major scandals. The first was the arrest, trying, and conviction, and subsequent incarceration of Detroit's very popular mayor. The second caused the Detroit Police Department Crime Lab to be closed. I thought nothing else could go wrong. And then the phone rang. It was the deputy chief of my special victims unit, who was breathless on the other end of the line. He said, "Boss, you are never going to believe what I just saw." I had a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach because I knew instinctively that Detroit was getting ready to suffer its third major scandal in just over one year. He told me that he had just visited. What he thought was an abandoned warehouse, where the Detroit Police Department was storing evidence. Inside were 11,341 abandoned, untested rape kits. Some of them went back to the 1980s, and some of them now are over 40 years old. These kits were spilling out of large black garbage bags. And empty oil drums. Each kit represented a victim, mostly a female, that had suffered a violent sexual assault. Each of them voluntarily endured an hours-long rape kit process, with the hopes that the results of that they would find their perpetrator. And unbeknownst to all of them, all 11,341. Those kits were never tested. I cannot even begin to describe. To, oh, and by the way, before I move on, in the interim of those 40 years, those perpetrators were allowed to continue to offend with impunity. I cannot tell you or describe to you how outraged, mad, and angry that I was. I myself was a victim of sexual assault back many decades ago. When I was in law school, I also am the mother of three girls: a 21-year-old and nine-year-old twins. I was even more horrified to learn, if I could be more horrified, that the oldest of those kits, one of the oldest of those kits, belonged to an eight-year-old girl. I'm going to tell you her story, but I'm going to call her Natasha. On January 2, 1990, Natasha was at home, and a man knocked on her door. This man was familiar with her neighborhood and was familiar with the comings and goings of her family, but Natasha did not know him. He told her that her grandmother, the only mother that she had ever known, had been in a terrible accident and was laying on a couch in his house, calling for her. Terrified that Natasha was going to lose her grandmother. She went with him, but of course we all know her grandmother was not there. Once he had isolated Natasha, who was eight years old, he began to rape her violently. He raped her with his mouth, his fingers, and his penis, and he even forced his penis into her mouth. When he was done, he ordered Natasha to get dressed. He got dressed himself, and he put a blindfold across her head, and walked her to. A factory area on the edge of the neighborhood. 
He asked her if she knew how to, he removed the blindfold and asked her if she knew how to get home from there. And when she indicated that she did, he let her go and he walked off. Natasha's rape was reported immediately, and a rape kit was done. Now, the rape kit process terrifies and traumatizes adult women. Can you imagine what it was like for a little second grader who still wore pigtails and still believed in Santa Claus going through this exam? Natasha's kit sat on the shelf in an abandoned warehouse for 26 years. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts, Melanin Edition. Thanks for tuning in. I am going to do a quick little video. Um, this is, you know, a regular weekly podcast episode, but it's a lot of heavy stuff in here and I don't want it to be long. I don't want it to be drawn out. I want to get to the point. So what really caused me to do this is I have been binge watching all of the um, seasons and episodes of Law and Order SVU. I love that show, y'all. Like, it is one of my favorite shows. And, you know, right now for me, while in quarantine, it's hard for me to watch new things because I like watching new stuff with someone. I don't know why, but I just like watching new things with someone or it's just something in me has to be ready to watch it watch something new I mean so I will say look I'll go back and watch a whole series that I've seen before just to avoid watching something else also I like to be on my phone while I'm watching things sometimes so Law and Order is one of those shows I can work and can still be playing in the background <laughs> and it doesn't bother me and I'll turn my head and then I'll turn back around like that's one of the shows where I can still work and not be distracted so I've been watching that show, and then I remember Mariska, who's the lead um, um, captain um, on the show. You know, she plays Olivia Benson. She was on The View last year, like 2019, I think. Um, and she was talking about, you know, rape kits and um, how they have been not done. Like, there's thousands of rape kits out there that have not been done. And, you know, how that's affecting, you know, women and things like that. So I want to do this um, episode um, about, you know, um, rape kits and how they have not been tested in inner city, um, inner cities, um, which predominantly affect the black and Latino communities. Um, and, you know, like everything else always affects us, <laughs> you know. So I want I did some research on that and realized that there is a huge issue with this nationwide with rape kits not being tested. Um, they're being, you know, stored away in some warehouse, lost or damaged. And, you know, there's a lot of different things to blame. You know, you could blame the funding um, and people not giving it, giving a damn. And yeah. The, to me, those are the two things, you know, funding for these departments to, you know, do all these um, testings um, and and also not giving a damn, you know, it all plays a factor. So I just wanted to drop some statistics to you guys uh, regarding this issue and to talk about, you know, you know, where can we go from here? Um, so, yeah. So one of the um, 
um, things or a couple of things I want to tell you before I go into some of the bigger, um, bigger uh, line items. So um, every every 73 seconds, someone is raped in this country. Also, black women are most victimized by sexual assault. 22% of black women have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime compared to white women, which is at 18.8% and Hispanics, which is 14.6%. Um, and this was taken from the National City for, uh, for Victims and Crimes. Um, it's a not-for-profit based in Arlington, Virginia. So, you know, you hear these numbers and, you know, it's already hard for women to come forward, you know, because they have so many, you know, so many people doubt them, you know, we doubt the women. And when you have men, you know, in the, the, um, the police that are questioning these women, sometimes that's not, that's not helpful as well. That's why if you ever see, you know, SVU. You never see, you've never seen out of all 22 seasons, it's there. It's been on 23 years. It, you've never seen a female rape victim being interviewed only by one of the male detectives. You've never seen that because a woman is going to be more open to another woman, you know, and a man just raped me. Why do I want to talk to a man? <laughs> you know, so like, like what? Like that's, that's like, that's not like, duh. Like, why would she want to talk to a man? And so when you have men questioning them and then, you know, for some reason, you know, they say this whole thing about a rape victim is not the perfect victim. Meaning, you know, with strippers or women who are promiscuous, for some reason, they feel like that those women ask for it. And so it's harder to, you know, deal with those cases. So they just ignore women. So, you know, if you're not, if you basically, if you're not a motherfucking nun that's been raped, they don't give a fuck because they know that that nun has lived a, 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 a sex-free lifestyle and, and nothing, you know? So basically that's what they want. They want the perfect victim. There is no perfect victim when it comes to rape. <laughs> there isn't. There are women who get raped you know, who are the, the women who are nine to five working women with a family. And there are, there are women who are, you know, uh, strippers who get raped. And then there are women who are sex workers that get raped. There are women who are just everyday women get raped. They all are victims. All of them are victims. You know, so I'm sorry. That irritates me so much when I hear that. So we're going to go into how um, a predominantly black community and um, there was some research done in Detroit. A shout out to, you know, the Motor City, Detroit. And there was some research done um, in in this city in regards to their rape kits. And whew, you may not even realize this, but um, <laughs> there are 20,000 rape kits that were untested, found in a warehouse in Detroit. Um, it was 10 years ago. I mean, they were sitting there for 10 years and they were discovered August of 2019. So for 10 years, 20,000 rape kits have been sitting in a warehouse. So once they got those rape kits out, you know, um, so far, a lot, it's a lot of rape kits to go through and some 
are still able to be tested some aren't but um due to you know just damage wear and tear of them and you know just just things have happened to those kids but so far um 3000 cases were closed off of those um rape kits um 200 convictions came from them and so far 600 cases um are still being investigated without an outcome yet now what's sad about this is 824 of the cases are repeat offenders which means they've raped more than once so that tells you that they have they could have been prevented Hey everyone, it's Daryl from Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Couple questions for you. Do you have a black-owned business? Do you want to be a sponsor? Well, you've come to the right place. I have a great podcast, Daryl's Daring Thoughts, that you can sponsor your business on. You can sponsor it for one, two, three episodes or maybe the entire season. So if you want to sponsor your brand on my show, contact me at DarylDaresYou at gmail.com. That's Daryl. D-A-R-O dares you at gmail.com to learn how you can be heard in multiple countries alongside a celebrity guest through my sponsoring ad package. Can't wait to hear from you. They could have been prevented. So, for instance, you know, when they're doing the rape, the rape test, you know, they're testing, you know, for DNA samples of everything. You know, they also testing for STDs and things like that. Um, and, you know, damage to the um, vaginal area and anal area and, you know, all that stuff. So they're doing all these tests and, you know, maybe maybe they don't catch him this time, but they maybe they were able to get a DNA. Maybe his DNA is not on file. Maybe couple of weeks or months or years later he does something and they catch him because of something else that was in the system in the past that could have saved some lives that could have saved another woman from having the experience of being raped but because y'all decided to keep these rape kits in a fucking warehouse for 10 years that didn't happen someone else had an experience the same experience a previous woman had I find that quite disgusting. I don't know about you, but I find it quite disgusting. So do they care? We all know the answer to this. You know, um, the government doesn't care. You know, they don't provide the resources to these inner city um, departments to deal with, you know, these victims i mean i just like on season one of my podcast i talked about the 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 women who have been who are missing um all the black women who are missing and how no one cares about them like there are so many black women missing in this country that no one gives a damn about so if they don't give a damn about you being missing i know they're not gonna give a damn about you being raped and it sucks it, it, it sucks that, you know, the police detectives, all that stuff, we pay, that, that's, we, that's, we're, that's tax, they are getting paid through taxpayers' dollars. So I don't understand. Why, this is another reason why people talk about defunding the police, because you put money in places where they don't matter and money where it should count, you don't put them. 
Why can't we have better systems in place for rape victims? Why can't every department have a SVU um, department, special victims unit? I I know that that's TV, but but I know that they exist, but they're not everywhere. Why aren't they everywhere? You know, and it's just, it sucks that, you know, again, this is why women don't come forward. You know, unfortunately, you know, people don't take it seriously. And then another thing is a lot of women don't have the support system to deal with this. Because you can't tell me if a, a loved one of mine had been raped, would we still be waiting 10 years to figure out what's going on? Because baby, every day. I'm at that precinct here. Here's your coffee. Here's your donuts. Okay. What's going on with what's going on with that uh, rape kit? Did you get any hits off of it? What's going on? Because the, yeah, every day I give them a week, every week. I'm, I need, I need an update, you know? So I'm saying that, you know, <laughs> that just shows you because some, and that's why, uh, that's why it's, it's, that's why it's always best to tell someone when you have been, um, sexually assaulted because you know you have a support system you should not be carrying that burden by yourself especially when you don't you know you don't have the um the the, the government and the police officers not really caring about you you know i read this article about this it was this black woman and she was raped and five years later she gets a phone call from the police saying hey ma'am um can you give us some details about what happened to you five years ago when you were sexually assaulted i mean just out the blue you know not not know hey how's your day going you know hey how's it been for the last five years you know and you know can we get that bill for you for all the therapy you had to fucking get no we want to know if you can relive that moment for us five years later like who does that they legit called this woman and said that. And so, of course, being a rape victim, a victim of sexual assault, you're never going to forget. You're never going to forget. So, of course, she, you know, was able to give them some information and turns out that, you know, they finally decided to get around to testing her rape kit and things like that. And, you know, they were able to make an arrest five years later she has probably who who knows you know she's probably given up she probably gave up already she probably already pushed that to the back of um her her brain because you know they never let black women grieve in peace black women gotta stay strong so she probably already moved on so now she has to relive that moment because five years later someone wants to Someone with some de- um, decency and order about themselves saw, some, saw, saw that something was wrong and decided to fix it. <sighs> Jesus. So, you know, this. Uh, like, so what does the future hold? You know, like what what's next, you know, for rape victims? And I think that, you know, I think that. We need to, as a society, allow, you know, it's, you know, and I, I, I struggle with this. I struggle with this of when we should, when, when you, when is telling your story too late, you know, should there be 
a statute of limitation on rape? You know, should there be a proper way of doing it? I, I had this conversation not too long ago with a friend because I struggle sometimes when victims come out on social media to tell their story. I am, it's something that, it's something about that that bothers me a little bit because for me, if I was sexually assaulted or raped, I would want justice to be served. And to me, justice and to be served means you being in jail, not losing your record deal, not losing your contract, not losing your job. I need you in jail. So sometimes when I see people going to the media instead of, you know, their local precinct or wherever it happens, wherever it happened, precinct, I, it puzzles me because that's, you know, you're trying to hurt this person by the court of public opinion. Now, I grant it, granted, public court of public opinion is a little bit, is, is, yeah. Like, you can lose a lot by the people knowing what's going on. But is that enough? Is that truly enough? See, me, I, I, I want you to go to jail. I want you to eat the jail shit. I want, I want you to piss, you know, when, when they tell you to, I want you to go outside one hour for the day for how, however many years the judge sentences you. And then I take it to the public. Through that trial, it goes to the public. I feel like that's the best way to respond to this. But it's hard because now when you have a failed system like this, 20,000 kit, rape kits sitting in a, a warehouse. When you have a failed system like this, people feel as though the only way they can get justice is by going to the media first. The court of public opinion. They feel like that's the only way to get justice. So until we see that the government really does care, that's when we will see a change in how rapists, you know, do. Maybe people think twice about raping someone when they know that they're going to get caught. And then maybe the women will come forward because they know they're going to have a support system. You know, and Tamika Mallory said something um, a while ago, and it was that, yes, you know, they, 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 it's, it's not about believing the victim just because it's believing her or him enough to investigate it. And I think that people get that confused when people feel like, well, you just want us to believe the victim. You know, you're innocent until proven guilty. No, 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 no. You're innocent until, until proven guilty in America. Yes, you are. But it's about believing the victim enough to investigate, not believing her enough to say that, oh, yeah, that person did this to her. I believe that this happened to you, so I'm going to investigate it. Not I believe this happened to you, I'm about to convict. And that's where people are getting it confused or or, or using it for their own narrative just to cause ruckus. Um, so, yeah. So, a couple of different things that I saw that are happening. 
are um, they're developing new track systems for rape kits. So there are more digital electronic um, track systems that are helpful. Uh, Michigan has lost a has launched a web based tracking system for rape kits. It allows sexual assault survivors to make sure their rape kits have have not been lost or abandoned. So it's a system for you. You could track it yourself, which is amazing. Um, as well as special prosecutors. There have been special prosecutors handled, hired to handle the rape cases and victims. Authorities say a special prosecutor will review cases linked to all of the um, all of the rape kits um, that were in Michigan um, that were untested. And again, I think that we need to, you know, allow rape victims to tell their story and be heard and not be ashamed and be afraid. You know, we all, you know, I, I have, I don't know. I, I have um, one of my best friends. I have a best friend has been raped, you know, and it's important for uh, her to know that I'm, here for her and I'm listening I hear her you know we have to be there for them because that's not something that they ever that's not something they will ever get over you know that that's going to be with them for the rest of their life so we have to be we have to be very mindful of how we you know deal with people who have been through traumatic experiences especially being raped um um, assaulted, molested, you know, all those things. We have to really be gentle with how we care and handle them. But yeah, so that's my quick little episode. You know, I just wanted to give you guys some um, brief information on this, um, how it's important for us to um, be advocates for victims, how it's important for us to believe victims enough to investigate how it's important for us to understand that the black and brown communities deserve the same law enforcement, the same care that you that you would give a quote unquote white suburban area. All that is important. But thank you for tuning in to Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Until next time. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e s-u darrowdaresyou at gmail.com send me an email 